Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Water. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Overrun by Chicks. Chirp, 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 ting. This is episode two of two. So now let's talk about levels and how they affect your growth. Now, until the church changes its purpose to line up with Ephesians 4, 11, 16, as we discussed in the first message, we will have to take the initiative to learn and grow ourselves. So let's first look a little at my use of milk, bread, and meat. Milk represents the easy revelation of the word. I believe it is designed to nourish and encourage you. At this level, the bread and meat level of revelation is hidden from your sight and understanding because it has not yet been given to you. Now, my thinking is that because you have not yet sufficiently worked out the milk revelation, that is, that you have not quite allowed it to do its intended work in your life, John 8, 4, 3, you remain on it. Additionally, with this milk step, I believe you can go from a baby, young man, and father level of understanding. Once this season is completed, we rinse and repeat. On to bread you go, starting out as a baby again. Now, is this process spelled out exactly as I have written it here? No, but it has been my experience that this is usually how it works. The Christian journey is one that starts at an entry level and for all intents and purposes is designed to progress the person to the father meat level. Is this not the same process that occurs in the natural life? So the three types of food and three levels of maturity defines a level of understanding, wisdom, and knowledge you are able to operate in or tolerate when reading it. It's simple. Baby, milk, bread, and meat. Young man, milk, bread, and meat. Father, milk, bread, and meat. Now here we see Peter encouraging us to remove the things that can sour the milk, so to speak. In 1 Peter 2, 1-3, it states, Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And here it says in verse 3, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. I believe that that is your born-again experience and that you recognize how good God is. But now enough about milk. It is beginning to sour my appetite to grow in the Lord. So, but now you ask, hey Ken, you haven't told us how to read the Bible or what might be some effective steps to take when reading it. You are right, but not for long because I have included those steps in this message. I took those steps from my message titled, Christian Maturity is the Goal when Reading the Bible. Redundancy is rhetorically necessary. That is rhetorically necessary for inherent radical Christianity, blah, blah, blah. So look for the revelation of the Word of God when reading. It is clear that the Holy Spirit is not only necessary to manifest the power of God, but also to provide the revelation of God. Is it not also and equally clear that Paul received the Word by revelation? And didn't he not write 13 books in the New Testament? And finally, Jesus doesn't change, hasn't changed, and will not change. Does the Bible address each generation right where they are? Yes, and it does so by and through consistent revelation. Is not the only book that Jesus specifically spoke into existence through John titled, The Revelation of Jesus Christ? It is not titled, The Interpretation of Jesus Christ. So no interpretation of the Word of God as it will always lead to legalism and religious thinking. Revelation deepens your relationship with the one who is revealing himself to humanity. (laughs) To you. So hopefully you're documenting these teachings. That was the whole point of doing them, right? 
So the first point here is what does the Bible say? When you read the Bible, this is what you want to know, right? This is where you want to just read the scripture verbatim. No references, concordances, study Bible notes, or commentary. No human input into what it might say. Just read what it says. In the beginning was the word, for example. Two, what does what I have read mean at the surface? Revelation comes as you grow. What does in the beginning was a word mean? Now this is where you can drop the submarine of your life to the bottom of the ocean. Define every word if it will help. Ask God what it means point blank. Now here's where it gets personal. Point three, what does this passage mean to me? Now as always, you wanna be able to take the word and make it personal. Oh boy, this is where it gets very personal. It will shine a light into dark places if that is what God is doing in that season of your life. It could just fill you with unimaginable joy, so incomprehensible to explain to an onlooker of your life. 1 Peter 1.8 Now sometimes in this step, it may simply lead to more questions. As for me, I wanted to know why the word word was deitized. Why was it capitalized as if it were deity? This, of course, invoked more questions, so I kept reading for context. If I don't get something specific from me, then I move on. But I hardly don't at least get more revelation of the passage. Point number four, what should I stop believing? What should I stop believing? Yep, the Bible's going to require you to stop believing some things. Like all evil people need to go to hell. Does the Bible tell me to stop believing things? In Romans 12, 2, it states in part to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, it also states in part that all scripture is given for reproof, for correction. So the Bible will tell you what to believe and what to get rid of. In Hebrews 4, 12, we know that it is a discerner of our thoughts as stated above. Do what it says and you will grow, grow, grow. Point number five, what should I start believing? Now this is the inverse of what you should stop believing, right? You should start believing that you are a child of God who has the mind of Christ and who is called according to his purpose. Romans 8:28. For example, point 6. What should I stop doing? Now this is where repentance comes in. You don't change with a change of thoughts. You change with the application of a change of thoughts. Yes, you have to start with changing your thoughts, but this must lead to changing your actions. Now having said and lived this life for a minute or two, I would say that some things will drop off at your I do to God. But other things may take some time, even decades, and I'm not speaking that over your life, just expressing my experience. And perhaps I'm just not a very good Christian, but I will slug on and stay away from salt. Point number seven, what should I start doing? Everything the Bible says you should start doing. Yes, everything the Bible asks you to do, you should make every effort to do it. Now life has times and seasons, so surely no one can do all the things written in the Bible in the same season. God will work with you to implement changes in your life. Christianity is a journey, hard fought in the flesh, mind, heart, and soul. Matthew 19:26. Don't forget there's milk, bread, meat levels. Baby, young man, and father. So we have chatted about some things here. Fish, chicks, chickens, Bible reading, equipping, discipling, discipleship, church growth opportunities, three levels of food products which represent the levels of revelation, you can receive and understand three levels of maturity, that is babies, young men, and fathers. And you're taking initiative and responsibility for your own spiritual growth and journey, regardless as to whether or not the church is helping or not. I hope this has been helpful. 
Well, that's it for this two-part series. Let's goo-goo to Dada and grow intentionally, as it does no one any good if you remain a chick. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe buttons. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in Deep Waters.